Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today with me in the hot seat is Cara Branch. She has an MBA and a little bit about Cara. She is the founder and CEO of Black Girls Do Engineer Corporation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded in June 2019 and located in Houston, Texas, also known as Clutch City. Um, Black Girls Do Engineering Engineer is passionate about developing young women in all areas of STEM. A little bit more about Cara. She is an alumnus of the, the Prairie View A&M University and holds a Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering and a Master of Business in Executive MBA. She started her career going directly into boardrooms with clients with her calculator, walking them through her grassroots design projects. But you know what? Who better can explain Cara than Cara? So without further ado, Cara Branch, thank you so much for being here today. Tell us thank a you little for having me. My pleasure. Tell us a little bit more about who you are because you know a bio is just a bio and it does not do justice to just read some words we want to know who is Kara so yes thank you for highlighting all my education as my grandmother would say <laughs> I'm a first gen uh, college graduate so one of the first in my family to graduate especially with a chemical engineer degree on my mom's side um so I'm also a mom of three daughters, um, 11, six, and two. Uh, that four-year gap was much definitely necessary because college is expensive. And so I am honored to be their mom. Um, they helped me grow up and become so driven like I am today. Um, I am a very determined person who does a ton of things. Um, most importantly to me is to give back. And so I spend a lot of time giving back to the, to the community uh, here in Houston, anywhere that I can to be of a service to anyone, especially on my journey that I'm currently on now with Black Girls Do Engineer, it's just what I do. It's what I'm very passionate about. Um, I feel like it's one of my gifts. And I always tell myself, if anybody should be doing what I'm doing, it should be me because of the journey that God has blessed me, blessed me to go down. So. And I love that, Cara, and thank you so much for sharing that. And for you listeners and viewers today, our topic is Black women and Black girls in STEM. And you all know the mission behind the podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate others. No matter what your personal background is, no matter what your nationality is, your religion, and all of that stuff that is creating division in the world, we all share some commonalities. So the reason why we're talking about Black girls and Black women in STEM is because there is a need to educate Black and Brown women that you can go into the STEM field. And who better can to talk about STEM than Cara? Because she has worked in it, she studied it, and she's actually doing what she loves by starting her, you know, she started a nonprofit, which is, you know, a, incredible because so many people have these dreams, these aspirations, and they never take that leap of faith. They never take that step outside of their comfort zone to make their dreams become reality. So Cara, what led you to starting your nonprofit and how did you come up with the name Black Girls Do Engineer? Yes. Yeah, so my uh, oldest daughter is the reason why this organization exists. Um, so my daughter, when she was eight, she came to me in the kitchen and she said, mom, I want to be a software engineer. 
I looked at my husband in awe because I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I never really talked about what I did to any one of my daughters. Um, I never really wanted any one of my daughters to pursue this uh, a, a engineering degree because of all my trials and tribulations in the workplace that I, I dealt with. Um, always being the only Black woman in all of my positions. Um, and, you know, going to HBCU, going into corporate, you know, going from that transition to seeing students who look like me to seeing people who look, don't look like me at all. Um, so it was very, very uh, shocking, a cultural shock for me, most definitely. Um, but I love what I did. So I did it, but I cried plenty of tears. And so I didn't want my daughters to live that life. Um, but when she said that to me, <laughs> I said two things. I said, well, if anybody can lead her to this journey, it's her mom, because I have accomplished it myself. Um, and the second thing I said to myself that day was, well, I don't want my daughter to be me, the only her in the room. So I told my husband, I'm going to go get my girls. And so I got off the floor that day and started Black Girls Do Engineer. Now, the name, when I told my husband and family the name, they thought I had completely lost my mind. <laughs> but the name is the name for two reasons. One, I'm a Black girl, woman. Representation is most definitely important. And two, I needed Black girls to know, hey, I'm talking to you. So the best way I thought to do that was to put it in a name to let them know I'm, I'm reaching for you. I, I want to, you to know that this organization is created for you to be able to come in and learn pretty much not just my skills, but my whole team are STEM professionals to learn our skills and to be, you know, they're the future. So to be able to give them our skills so they can conquer this industry and hopefully one day give back to the generation behind them. I like that. And I also resonated whenever you said when you told your family and your husband, they thought you were crazy. And the reason why that resonates with me is because when I told my family and some of my friends about the name of my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, they're like, what? And I said, you know what? For the people who understand it and see past the label, then they would see what the mission is really about. Just because I'm saying this does not mean that I'm discounting or discrediting anybody else. I'm telling my story in hopes of in igniting something in somebody else where it resonates, where they have the courage and boldness, as well as bravery to say, okay, if she could do it, then I could do it too. And I was like, at the end of the day, I'm for everybody. But whenever I don't see somebody that looks like me, in a corporate setting that is in this field, then it becomes a problem because then we have people who tend to code switch. We tend to wear our hair differently so we could be accepted. We tend to do all these things that are outside of what we really want to do, but we have to do it in order to fit in. So let's talk about, you know, some of your stories and those trials and tribulations that you mentioned, Cara, because you mentioned there were days when you would cry. You would all, you will always be, you know, the only one. And did you ever feel like you were that hidden figure amongst your organization? Most definitely. Actually, when hidden, hidden figures hit the screen, I took two of my uh, coworkers. We all went to go see it together. And when the movie was done, they said to me, Kyra, that's exactly who you are. <laughs> and, and in the movie theater, they were both non-Black women. And they said that to me. They said that we pretty much keep you um, in the office doing all the work and you don't get any credit for it. Um, I have started my career now, and I'm so blessed to have gained all the knowledge at the beginning of my career that I gained. Um, I did all the projects that were hard to do. 
that's how my boss at that time, that's how he described me of the one who can do stuff that the weird stuff, the stuff that no one really can do. And I was able to work on great pro projects where I was, some of them are the first of their kind here in the U.S. And so I had that honor. But when people would come, such as the client or someone uh, would come by and visit, a white male would go stand in my place. Um, so I was left out the room. And so that hurted me. Um, but I, I was very upset about it. And I, I didn't want anyone to have to feel that way. And I'm sure I'm not the only Black woman who's dealt with that. But that was some of the obstacles I've dealt with uh, starting out. Then going to um, transition to different fields, you know, um, being the only Black woman there, um, surely showing management skills that I bring to the table and always being not promoted. Um, until one of my mentors told me, if you're smart and you're good at what you do, they're not going to promote you. She just laid it out there on the table for me. And so I figured that's what it was. And when I would ask for, you know, why am I not moving up? I have this certification or I have this degree I'm working on. Why am I not good enough for that position? They would say, well, wait till you complete the degrees. And I, we, you mentioned all the degrees that I have earlier, but honestly, I feel like as a Black woman, none of them are good enough. None of them are going to be good enough to give me the opportunity in any room. I'm going to always have to get so many degrees under my belt because to someone of not my skin color, they don't, they don't really matter. We always have to work 10 times as hard. And so I didn't want my daughters to feel that. I wanted my daughters to go see the world, um, do whatever they heart desired and felt. But I didn't want them to feel any of the pain that I had to feel for them. Um, I'm honored to do it. You know, it broke generational curses for me, being the first one in my family to obtain these degrees and be able to give my daughters a better life than me. But I, I don't want them to ever have to deal with this type of pain in their career. And I like that you shared that because what I heard was pain to purpose. I hear that you were resilient. I hear mm -hmm. consistency. I hear perseverance. And I hear that, you know what, whenever enough was enough, you said, you know what, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to do something for me. Because it's like, how, how much longer do I need to sit here and tolerate the disrespect? Because let's just be honest, Kara, Kara, it is disrespect whenever you're working twice as hard, you're having to jump through all these hoops, but your counterparts who don't look like you just have a walk in the park, oh, la de la de la and then you see the pay gap where you're doing all the work, but they're not putting the respect on your check, like how I say it, and it's like, okay, then I have this breakthrough project where obviously I did all the groundwork, I, you know, met all the criteria, checked all the boxes, but then you said that white guy to go represent my work in front of the clients when he doesn't even know all the stuff that went into my work. It's almost like a slap in the face. And then it's like, should I speak up? But then if I speak up, they're going to say, oh, she's the angry Black woman mm -hmm. or she's aggressive or they'll say all these things and then they want to jot it down oh we're going to put that in cars performance review when in actuality if they would have just pulled you to the side and say Cara, for this reason this is why we're doing x x number of things or if they would have just said Cara, why don't you go present this in conjunction with him why does he have to go and represent your work and be the face when he didn't do the groundwork exactly but now I know most definitely all my tears were for a reason. And that's how this organization was born. Um, 
I'm able to still do what I love to do, but teach other girls to be like me. (laughs) The best part of it all. (laughs) And it's amazing because Black girls do engineering. You guys are multifaceted. So are you targeting this program or your nonprofit to partner with any schools like around the Houston area so you could break in because there definitely needs to be, no, there definitely needs to have some type of height around it because depending what area you're in in Houston, some of the urban areas don't have the same resources as in, you know, the Cypress area, the Woodlands, Kingwood, Atascacita, and stuff like that. And you're like, why is that? Is not, isn't the education, you know, free? Shouldn't it be the same across the entire board, but then whenever you go to those schools in Durham War, Fort War, Fifth War, you find out like, why are you learning this? This information's outdated. Hmm. Talk about oh, that. Oh, definitely. Um, so I have talked to plenty of schools um, and I have the pleasure to, this year to be working with a few of, some of the charter schools here in Houston um, that I'm very excited about, um, where we'll be able to do some great things with them. Um, I have a lot of great corporate partners um, that's just root me on <laughs> and I'm very appreciative of them appreciative of, of them and so my goal is to bring them with me and let's see what impact we can make within the schools who we're starting to do um, I say pilots with since we're because we've only been here for two years and we've done so much <laughs> but start off some pilots just to get a feel for each other. I'm all about building those relationships. And so just build those relationships and then dive into as many as we can. Um, Cause that's our goal. Our, our organization goal is actually to provide access, awareness and advocate for 2 million black American girls um, to choose STEM careers by the year 2050. And so we have to get in those schools to be able to reach 2 million <laughs> girls um, within our community. And we've been blessed to have a lot of girls join our program. And so um, anywhere that we can be, especially here in Houston, because this is where we're, we started at, we're most definitely going to do what we have to do to make the impact. Do you foresee yourself, um, once you get up, up to a certain number of girls in the program in the Houston area, do you foresee yourself branching out to like Dallas, San Antonio, Austin? What does that look like for you all? Well, we've been branching out since our first year. Uh, We have members in California. Uh, We have members in Dallas. We have members in Alabama. We have members in North Dakota, South Dakota. Uh, We have members in a lot of places. (laughs) We've done some work in New York. Um, We've been been moving around. So, you know, COVID for us has opened up a a huge virtual platform. And so uh, we're just going full steam with it. Um, A lot of people were rooting for us to be in California. So, you know, we even looked at being there, but since we've, our virtual platform itself is really, really good. We just been rocking and rolling with that. (laughs) I love that. And you mentioned steam as you, and congratulations for all the places that you guys are doing working. Cause that's amazing. Cause at first I only thought it was Houston. So whoop, whoop for (laughs) y'all branching out. So, you know, lately I've been hearing STEAM a lot versus STEM, where somebody added in, you know, the arts. What do you, what is your take on STEM versus STEAM? So they're both most definitely important. 
Um, I'm just an old school STEM person. <laughs> so I say STEM. Um, a, people always interpret it as art, but it's really like, you know, literature and stuff of that nature. I most definitely need it, you know, in the, in the whole STEM process. But I just focus on what my foundation is. And my foundation from through education, especially going to Purview, was STEM you know, learning those STEM skills. And so I stick to what I know. I don't say neither one is needed. They both are needed. Um, and when I go into meet people who are theme focused, I support them as well. So, um, but I'm sticking to STEM. <laughs> it's my foundation. You do, you do what you know. Um, and what we do works really well for us. Thank you so much for sharing that, that STEM is your foundation, but if you meet someone who's doing STEAM, like you'll celebrate them and do, uh, do business or whatever with them, but your foundation is primarily STEM because that is where your grassroots is. So what does, um, the, what would a program look like for Black Girls Do Engineering for someone who is interested in joining in? Oh, we are most definitely the future. So we take our 2050 very seriously. <laughs> Um, very hands-on STEM program. Um, very, this program structure is based off real life experience. We tell people all the time, we are not teachers. We are STEM professionals. And then people tell me all the time, you're a teacher because you're still teaching. <laughs> but we give them real life experience, very critical thinking based organization. We challenge these girls and it, and it works for us. Um, our programs are very future driven. Our programs are structured for what the careers will look like in the year 2050. Um, we are the future. We believe our program is. Um, we've always done a lot of science, technology, engineering, mathematics, coding, and robotics, but now we're introducing artificial intelligence into our program, which is huge for us. Um, environmental has always been a part of us, but now we, we're doing environmental, renewable, and sustainable energy, which is a huge topic. Uh, we have a great financial literacy focus that's going to be taught by a certified financial advisor that's on my board. Um, and we also have an aerospace uh, program. Uh, we are doing what you see pretty much um, with the world evolving and changing. Our program is it. Um, so every time people ask us, well, are you like this organization or, or this other organization? We're like, we're like no organization because we do so much um, with our current program. And so to be able to take it to the future, our girls are very excited about it. And we're happy to be able to do that. And me and my team are skilled um, in all the areas that's needed to be able to grow their, their skill level. So we're very excited about that. Interesting. Very interesting. And congratulations, because it warms my heart to see somebody that looks like me that is out in the community doing the darn thing. Like, I want to say the other, I want to the, say the other thing, but doing the darn thing. So is your team comprised of all women, Cara? So we started with all Black women. Uh, we were 100% Black women board. Um, and then when a lot of the diversity and inclusion conversations came about, we started adding um, men who are very supportive of women, taking the high, high road and high seat, <laughs> letting our voices be, be there and not have an issue with it. Um, they started joining our team and, um, and support. I mean, a lot of men are supporting women in this process. And so we're happy to have them on our team 
And we have people who don't look like us on our team because they support the organization. So we wanted to make sure we got that diversity and inclusion piece without losing the heart of why this organization exists. Um, but we can't ask people to include us into these, 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 these rooms, right? And we don't do the same. And so we wanted to make sure whoever came to the team um, was the right fit and it's worked for us. But when we started, most definitely we're all Black women. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Power to the people. <laughs> so let's uh, expound on that because DE and I, it it does take all of us to come together and share our common interests and also to push the needle forward. So I know that you have expanded and you have males on the team and you also have people who don't necessarily look like us chocolate drops or brownie bites. But what about uh, expanding from the area of working with Black black women and black girls in STEM, have you thought about adding the boys, the little boys or the in there too? Because you know, they're just as valuable and and let's be realistic. When we when we talk about black and brown boys or minority boys in general, a lot of them do not have father figures at home or they don't have that positive influential person or that role model that they could go to to show them a different way of life. And we definitely want to get to them before the street does because we already see that our little boys in this day and age are already a statistic because of how the media are, is portraying things, how the police officers are going, going against them, as well as all these other things to create division in our community. Exactly, and I can tell you how many boys and how many parents have asked me, where did the boys go? And a lot of boys ask me all the time, Ms. Carr, can I be in your program? <laughs> Um, so we, I don't see us transitioning to boys and it's not that I don't care. I don't, it's not that I, I know they're more than capable of doing this program. Um, our, our focus is the represent representation piece. And so we feel like our girls have to see it to believe it. Um, and so we're black women. We want them to see black women, um, know that they can do it and want to work with black girls. Um, and so I do know a lot of black organizations that that work with boys for STEM that I always give out their information to parents and people in the community seeking those programs because they're most definitely needed. I do not doubt that at all. I just know for me and my passion and what works for me and as a you know as a woman is working with girls. But I know it's important. I just want to stick to again <laughs> my foundation, what I know I can do. Uh, I'm a mom of three girls. So I have a history of training of girls because I do it with my own daughters. Um, but I always, always refer them to so many great programs out there that's doing this work for boys. Okay, thank you for sharing that because I was like, oh my gosh, this would be beneficial to so many young boys out here. That would be amazing. Just And my other thing is what I know <laughs> from going down this path is, and I'm very particular, I'm bored to tell you, I say it all the time. If we open this program up to boys, I'm going to have 90% of boys in the room and probably about 10% of that's going to be girls. Boys wow. love to engineer. Boys love to build. Uh, my husband, he loves to do it. <laughs> He's been doing it since he was a little boy. Um, and so even going to school, it was never a lot of females in those classroom spaces. Um, so I, I'm trying to really fight hard 
for the Black girls in the community. I want them to know there's so many other career choices for them. Um, and pretty much be to them who I wish somebody would have been to me. I mean, I come from a single parent household. I come from an underserved community. Um, my mom only, she knew I was very smart, but she was never directed on what to do with me. It wasn't until my uh, freshman year of college that I realized I could be a chemical engineer. No one have ever asked me that. Um, and no one has ever said to me or my mom, maybe you should consider this for her. Never was done. Um, so I'm really trying to eliminate pretty much what happened to me growing up um, for girls within our community. So I feel like I'm working with girls who mostly have that same story as me. And so I'm very clear on my mission and very clear on what I want to do with this organization. Thank you uh, for providing clarity as well as context around that, because now as you're elaborating on it, I really hear where your heart lies and your heart strings. And it's like, I'm doing it for me if I were to go back in time as a child. And I'm also doing it for my three girls to let them know that you can be all that you desire to be. And mama's going to be that representation to fight for you, as well as other girls that look like like you because if we don't have nobody that looks like us then it's hard for you to want to step into that avenue exactly and so and it's I was you know advise anyone to be just very clear on what you want to do um you know some people want to just run out there and take over the world but you have to have that full steam you know passion behind what you're doing and be very clear on it with yourself and then perform the work and that's that's just what I'm doing currently so besides Black Girls Do Engineer, what else is in the books for you, Cara, as an <laughs> individual? Because you are a powerhouse, like PVAMU, chemical engineer, mama of three, wife, like all of these accolades behind you. But it's, you know, the titles don't make an individual. Who you are is what makes you. And you said something, passion, and I heard purpose, and being a foundation and you we talked about early on grassroots so what's on the map for you Cara so as one of my mentors would say because I have several <laughs> uh he seen me with so many things down the road um I'm working on something big uh for me here in Houston that I feel like is going to take my mission full steam um you know ahead you know take it take it to the next level and reach so many more girls. Um, it's just been put in the air. <laughs> I've been having some meetings, but it hasn't took, you know, I'm not there yet, but I, I hope to be there within a year's time. Um, I won't say what it is just yet, <laughs> but it is something way bigger than what I have started. Um, it's most definitely going to reach way more girls. And so that's one of my next things that I'm working on, but of course, I always, as I tell people, I'm always working on the next plan to change the world. I love that. So keep on doing what you're doing. Congratulations to what you have going on the back burner that is going to manifest and it may be here sooner before that year. So let's just put out, you know, those positive vibes. Let's put it out in the universe. And if you're a believer, let God take the reins of it and do what he do best. Yes. And, and, I, and, I, and I do. I have manifested. <laughs> I do believe it's going to be great. It just takes a lot of work and planning. I'm just, that's just how I am. And I want to make sure whenever it touched the ground that it's 
it's of high quality. That's how I run everything that I do. Um, and most importantly, that it reaches and serves the communities that I aim to serve. Beautiful. And as we begin to wind down, Cara, I want you to leave the listeners as well as the viewers with some gems to help them ignite their passion for STEM if they are a mother of a black or brown girl or ignite their passion if they have a burning desire for a you know, a beautiful idea, but they're just not sure how to get started. And just really, you know, just speak to them because you've been, you've been where they are and now you're, you're successful, but you haven't reached all your levels of success and it's still a work in progress. But, you know, if we've never gone through anything, then it won't give us the weight to really speak to that individual, if that makes sense. Exactly. What I would say to someone who's thinking about just getting out there, stepping out there, um, most definitely do it. Um, I did, but always have a plan. You know, there's so many successful businesses that started with the minimal, um, especially here in Houston. And so it most definitely can be done. Just keep your eye on the prize. That's what I say to myself (laughs) every day. Um, And you most definitely got to have not just that, you know, Uh, plan you need to have that drive that determination and you got to stick with it it's it's hard it's not easy you have up and down days and people don't tell you about the down they mostly tell you about the up but you have both and so but don't give up you cannot give up on yourself especially on something that you love to do Um, what I always say to parents if you do not know what STEM is um, please 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 learn about it um Sadly, but I hope things that would change, one thing that would change, well, out of several things, <laughs> which would change is, you know, schools don't, don't teach it. A lot of schools don't teach what STEM is. Um, and so you're going to have to educate yourself. And there's a huge gap in employment in those, those spaces. And so 500,000 jobs, to be exact, that's not being filled because people are not going into these careers so educate yourself. It's most definitely the future. I believe so. And that it's, it's here um, faster than people were thinking that it's here. And I do not want to see anyone in my community get left behind because we didn't educate ourselves on what this is, what, what careers our children can have in this, or just what I ask my parents to do is just exposing your kids to the, any organization. It doesn't have to be mine. It could be any organization so they can get a feel for what those careers look like. And who knows? I know for me, it changed my life. And I pray that it changes a lot of people in our community's lives. And I'm no most definitely I'm going to do my part to make sure it does. Yes. Oh, I'm rooting for you. And for those (laughs) of you who want to know what STEM is, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So, but it's deeper than that. So make sure you go do your due diligence and connect with Cara. Cara, please uh, close us out with your contact information, the name of your organization again, and how can the listeners as well as the viewers get in contact with you personally, as well as plug in with your organization? Sure. Our our organization is Black Girls Do Engineer corporation. Um, We service girls ages 9 to 21 years old here in Houston, Texas, and pretty much in any state at this point. 
Um, you can learn more about us at www.blackgirlsdoengineer.org, or you can email us if you have any questions about our organization or ways that your daughter could be a part at info at blackgirlsdoengineer.org. And there you have it, listeners and viewers. You just heard Cara Branch with Black Girls Do Engineering. No, Black Girls Do Engineer, all of her contact information will definitely be in the show notes. So there's no excuse for you not to be able to connect with her or her organization. Make sure you take that first leap and do something that is outside of your comfort zone because we no longer have time to play it safe because before you know it, we'll be in 2022 and we want you to prepare on purpose. But until we chat next time, you know how I sign out. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Cara Branch. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Like and subscribe to the podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have a blessed and prosperous day.